Hi, I'm Danny. And I'm Rena. I'm Rel. I'm Marcus. And this is Talkin'. Here in our weekly reunions, we discuss what we go through and grow through with the family we've chosen. Today, we're going to be talking about persistence when your timeline is different from those around you. And we're joined by Cousin Martin. Blessings, blessings. What up, Cousin? I'm chilling, man. Well, yeah, you know, I just want to jump right in on that topic. It's so funny when you think about persistence. And Cousin Martin will probably have a lot to add in on that just with his, his background and what he's been able to accomplish as staying focused on one path. You know, when you think about persistence, it's so funny because what happens is most of the time, persistence gets eliminated when we hit that ceiling, right? Let's just be real. Pain, right? Because that's the other word that is really right in front of persistence. It's the pain that happens because that pain starts to settle in. And then we start thinking, you know what? This might not really be the thing for me. This actually, you know what? This grass is really un, un, ungrowable. I've decided. <laughs> Where I'm at right now, the grass I'm standing on, for whatever reason, the roots from the trees have now interfered with the entire yard. We cannot grow anything here. So it's only right that I go to another grass, right, and move to a whole other location. And that's really what happens. We hit a pain, but the pain that we're hitting may, in my opinion, it may just be that... We haven't learned a lesson that needs to be learned so that we can acquire a skill to break through, to be persistent, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember plenty of times being on that track, and that's why I referenced Cousin Martin, because I remember plenty of times I ran track for 10 years. Plenty of days I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I am now retired. I am no longer going to continue on with this sport. But the reality is it was the persistence that allowed me to finish and get my degree and be able to do other things that I believe have set me up at this point in my 27 year old young life, you know, to continue to grow through because that's it. And, and even this, this married couple that'll get to talk in one second here, you know, they know a lot more about persistence being in a committed situation they're in because I mean, what else is there other than persistence through the pain that is going to come? And it's only because there's a problem that needs a solution. And once we solve it, I believe that we could continue to be persistent. And I think that's true for any area. And I think when you're talking about pain, the reason why we even have pain is because how do we grow? Nothing in life grows without pain. Our muscles don't grow without some type of tearing or pain. Even if you look at animals and things giving birth, like they all go through pain for growth spurts. Um, and I think that it's really interesting because not only is it the pain, but it's when you're going through pain and you're in the middle of something, maybe you could keep, you could still go forward and you're thinking about still going forward. But when you look to the left, and your grass, you've been working on your grass for a few months now, right? Your neighbor, their grass is growing faster Boom. than yours. So you're in, not only are you in pain, right. and it don't look like it's growing, right. but right. somebody else is flourishing right next to you in your life. next to you. Like, hold on now. What's the point? What's the for point real. of going? For real. They're like, hiring people hey. into yeah. their lives. Can I just, can I just, maybe I'll just go sit on their grass. Right, right. <laughs> Right. I think I think the biggest thing in that is realizing that you know you can't be mad at your neighbor having an orchard when you just set out to have green grass mm. too, and that's one thing I think a lot of times in this day and age we get caught up in. Uh-huh. I think this topic is so great because a lot of times with social media we're able to see everybody's successes, quote unquote. You know, <laughs> and it just seems that everybody is is just. Maxing out life, you know what I mean, and it's like there are no failures, you know what I mean, and you start looking at other people's timelines and saying, well, dang, like 
We've been doing this for the same amount of time. Why is it that they're getting here and I'm not getting there? And this, that, and the other. And the main thing I think is always getting back to you and your goal and what you set out for. What are you trying to do? And you also have to understand that the 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 longer you want your kingdom or legacy to last, the longer it's going to take to build the foundation for it. So anything that you want to last for a long time, that means you're going to be doing that much more prep work. So if your goal is to have something, a kingdom that's going to last 50, 100 years, be willing to put in 20 at least to set it up. Right. You know what I mean? You can't be expecting that, but you're only going to put in what you're only willing to put in one year. The people that you're looking at, yeah, they might have put in one year and they're starting to get results. But they was it's only because this is a five year plan. So I hope you're getting results after the first year or two because you're already 20%, 40% in the process. But if the goal is to have something that lasts for 100 years, yeah, you might want to put 20 years because 20 years of 100 years is only 20%. That's only 20% prep time in the grand scheme of it. So I think it's just having a clear eye view of where it is that you're trying to go and, 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 and always reminding yourself of that vision. Because, yeah, pain is going to come, and it's only going to be worse when you feel like, Man, not only am I hurting, but now somebody's quote unquote stunting on me. But that might not, most of the time, I feel like that's not the case when we really talk about what it is that you're trying to accomplish versus what it is they're trying to accomplish in the ways you're trying to do that. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. Uh, me being Ken Folk Martin, uh, <laughs> I think it's all about, we got to remember that our path is totally different and that has helped me over the years to realize that my path and my bike that I'm riding the trail on is not yours. And that's the main thing. We align ourselves with people like so quick and compare ourselves and don't realize like you talking about a football player, you you want to be a lawyer. That doesn't make sense for you to compare your progression at all. I think we do that. And I think we should focus on just being our best self. Uh, how we can grow in our areas and compare to ourselves to people that actually are doing the same thing and they find mentors out there and locally that are doing the same thing as you. And then you can compare yourself. I, I feel like you should compare yourself or you'll be able to relate more to people that are doing the same thing as you. I think we get caught up in comparing ourselves to everything else that has nothing to do with what our passions and our efforts are putting into. Right. And that and that alone won't help you progress at all. <laughs> you ain't never gonna be focused on yours. So definitely, just picking it back up for what Ariel said is just like you got to know your path. You got to understand your path. You can't get caught up in what you see. You know, what I mean, we have so many friends because we are privileged to know uh, progressive and and successful black young adults. You know, and I think because we know that and we have that surrounding. Um, it puts more pressure on us, definitely. Yeah. It definitely puts way more pressure on us when you see your peers, people you grew up with, you know, living that life that you want to live now. But then at the same time, I get back to the, the start and just say that that's not your path. That's not how God said your life was going to be. You're not that individual. So you have to focus on what is your greatness at, at the moment for sure. Right. I think a perfect example would be had to bring him up again but nipsey man he talked about this like that was his thing run your race yeah it's a marathon run a lap you know what i mean run laps at your pace you got to know your pace first 
And you got to establish that because, you know, a lot of people will look at him, man. Ten years, he just dropped the album. He only dropped one album. One album. People will say, oh, man, that's that's an L. He should have had multiple albums. He should have he should have got the got the, uh, the what was it? The Grammy or whatever. It's like, bro. But he was on a different path. He would never compare himself to just a regular rapper or somebody who was only being a rapper. He would only if he was going to compare himself to anybody, he would compare himself to the Jay Z's, the Master P's, the people who were going after the things that he was going after. Because he understand the timeline it took for them and the work they put in and how much it was going to take. So I feel like, like Martin said, you have to find people like I mean, because as humans, we're always going to compare. As like much as you want to say, don't compare things like that. It's just human nature, too. So if you are going to do it, though, just make sure you find somebody that really has somewhat of the same values and they're going after the same thing. And just because they're in the same industry, just because they got the same job or whatever, doesn't mean they're going after the same things. You have to really get to know them and their values to really be able to make that assessment. Yeah, I think that that's a bigger part. But I also think that you have to find out or assess the gifts that God has given to you. Like, what are your gifts and talents? Not just doing something for money. Because I think what happens a lot, or just like what I've seen is like, oh, that's making somebody money? Well, I'm gonna go try that. Right. I'm gonna go do X, Y, and Z. And I think, you know, I hate to harp on, you know, social media and its downfalls. I mean, it has great advantages, but it also has, we, we get these peaks into people's lives that never, in any other time has happened where like you went to high school with these people you see them when you see them consume mm. a caution which will yeah <laughs> which may right. not ever happen that you may not ever see these people but since you do because these you know networks these social networks it's like you do see these people and you get to see their highlight reels and they put out their best selves and you know they're everybody's doing great or so they say until you become friends with them again and it's like everything is terrible but it's like but, but wait so i think that like you have to find your unique gifts and talents and really take that because only when you're doing what you were sent to do will you be able to excel? And it might not be monetarily, but you'll feel good. Right. Because there are people who make great money who hate their jobs, who are always at work, right. like who don't enjoy life. And the only time you see them on Instagram is literally the only time they're not at work. Right. Which might be once a month or they get, they get home at 10 o'clock at night every day yeah. because they want to have this lifestyle to show off. But that, that lifestyle is killing them. Right. And that's another thing. I think it's really interesting. We talk about persistence and pain, but we didn't talk about actually enjoying the process. Right. Yes. Um, like, I'm a business owner. I started my own business. It's not easy. It's really, really hard. But I found, I chose what I'm doing. One, one I prayed about it. But two, I really found what makes me happy. Like, I think about business and, and my mind is very creative all day long. Like, I can be sleep, wake up, and have to do something. Like, last Two nights ago, I just created a website at 3 a.m. in the morning because I had a concept that wouldn't let me sleep, woke up, created the site for it, and now it's up and launched. But that's because I think about it constantly and I love doing what I'm doing. So the persistence and the growing pains, yeah, it sucks and sometimes I'm down and sometimes it's like a lot going on, but my, my standard level is happy even when I'm in pain because I love my process. And if you love the process more than the destination, then you have a different vision of persistence, right? right? Because you're persisting because you love this process. You're not right. persisting just because, oh, I have one more step and 
you know, it's it's three miles away. If you really just enjoying your run, you don't really remember how far you ran. You're just enjoying the run. Right. And then when, when you get to the destination, like, dang, maybe I want to go a little further. Right. That's the difference. And I think we need to get there. Yeah. Because if we just talk about pain and how you have to live through your pain and push through your pain, like... There's going to be times you got to push through pain, but you should enjoy the overall process. If right. you don't enjoy the overall process, you got other issues. I, I, I think that gets to the meat. I think that gets to the meat and bones about it is just that what make what makes a person persist? And I think the answer to that is a person knows their why. They know their purpose. Mm-hmm. You need like you're not you're not going to and you have to pick your why has to be things that are deeply rooted, not mm-hmm. just like when we talk about money, you chase money. Money is not for most as much as we like to say, oh, I'm money motivated. Oh, I'm all about the bag. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you'll not, never have enough. If not you're chasing it. You will never have enough. Right. And when it, it will it, always own you, it, it will never own it. Right. Because it'll never fulfill you. And it, it, it never it, it, it just won't last. You have to pick things that are last. Your why has to be something that's going to last that you really would go after because, like you said, you'll never have enough money. Never. And then let's be honest, there's times where the money is not worth it. Like, you it's know what not. I mean? Like, here's the thing. How long would you wait in the line for a free In-N-Out burger? Right. You know what I mean? Maybe 20, 30 minutes. You're going to yeah. wait there three hours, four days nah, for a free burger? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, no. There comes a point where, no, the pain is too much. Yeah. And so you have to find something that will transcend that. What will transcend that? Most of the time, love. You know what I mean? Somebody that you love, a person or or, or something like that. Or, you know, you find like this is peace of mind, peace, joy, fruits of the spirit. You know what I mean? Those types of things are things that I feel like will allow you to look at the pain and say, yes, it is worth me going through this pain. Yeah. And even hitting on that more specific, like the know you are. I'm really glad you said that, because let's talk about what that looks like in tangible things. Right. Mm -hmm. Your why. To me, it's something like I look at it like this. It's it's something simple that you can do. Right. Like, that's how I look at it. Like when we talk about our why, like because I feel like a lot of us want to know our why and we're trying to figure out our reasons Mm -hmm. to do it. Like there's stuff that's been given to us. And then there's stuff that we know how to do that's very simple for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest difference. It's not what's given to us. It's what we need to look at that we can do and we do individually well. And it's simple to us. But to other people, they're like, "Yeah, how do you do that? That is, to me, that's where we should start. I think that's the perfect place to start when somebody's trying to figure out like, okay, what is it I should persist in? Something that's simple that you already do. Your gift. Right. You already just do it. Now there's some more skills, of course, that you got to build that's going to help you manifest it into a fuller form. But it's already been given to you. And so now it's something simple just to do and enjoy the process Uh, and push through the pain. Because for me, this fitness thing, this is like, yo, it's simple for me. It's like floating. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not even a conversation. It's just it's simple. It comes natural. And it's like to not do it is like, yo, then the hell year is going to be a lot of pain. A translation for this is. The answer to why is because I'm who this is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it, I think that's what Marcus is saying. It's yeah. just like you want to be able to answer. So, and it's crazy. My pastor talked about this. It's like okay, so a musician that has been playing the guitar for forty years. Why would they play the guitar for forty years? Because I see myself as a guitar player, and so this is what guitar this players is what I do. That's so it. if you ask me why on a Saturday I would spend eight hours. You know, being in a backyard by myself trying to learn how to play a song is because I see myself as a guitar player. That's who I am. Yeah. 
so that's why I would subjugate myself to this so-called pain of missing <laughs> of missing out on all the 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 alcohol which is really the, therapy the, you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. and the nonsense that goes on because this is who I am and this is what I do so right. yes you 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 gotta be, you gotta get to that well who are you and I think it's funny too because some people think their why has to be that's something that somebody else can easily digest, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, the other people can digest. And it's like, your why is you. That's right. it. And it's who you are. That's like, it. I'm in marketing, right? Marketing is all about, is about, usually, how can I put this in front of somebody? How can I get their money for it? And how can I go on and do it again? Right. We're supposed to be, quote unquote, taking money from people, right? At the same time, that don't really fit with who I... That's how my mind thinks when it comes... To, not how That's not how my mind thinks, but like the things that come along with marketing, psychology, and business. Mm. My mind thinks that way. At the same time, I've had life experiences that make me not want to manipulate people. Right. It makes me put people first and really care about you as a human. Right. Even though you're technically numbers in a stat, in a stat sheet for some people. No, these are humans for me. Right. And I want to make sure that what you're getting is at a value. And I'll straight up tell you, this isn't for you, which is not my job. My job is to sell, not to sell. My job is to get the conversion and to get the awareness. But if you're talking to me, I'm realizing, mm, this isn't your thing. I'm going to tell you it's not your thing, right? right? So I'm thinking philanthropy and people-centric, but the business and the industry is like, nah, take, take, take. Right. And my why turned out to be the combination of both. It turned out to be returning humanity back to business. That's like my my life motto. Whatever I'm doing, that's the goal. And it's not easily digestible to other people. People, when I said that in college to somebody, they were like, this doesn't make sense. So you mean you want to make a lot of money and then give back to charities? And I was like, no, not the plan. (laughs) My plan is to use business to help people. And they're like, that's oxymoronic. That don't make any sense. Like, business is not human-centric. How are you going to make it? Like, by its definition, I'm like, no, no. That's my goal and that's my mission, right? And right. it doesn't make sense to other people, but it's so clear to me. Right. And, and I see it, yeah. and I see <laughs> how you can do it all the time. Right. And I'm trying to talk to people how, like, okay, cool, we can do this mm-hmm. campaign. But instead of telling people how often, how often they are to sell this makeup, you can tell them how beautiful they are and how they can use this to just accentuate with the beauty they already have, right? right? Instead of covering up what they think is not beautiful. Right. Right. Like, we can flip the script. Right. people don't see it like that so that just comes back to saying when you say it has to be one simple I agree and it's who you are but it also doesn't have to be digestible to other people like it has right. to be digestible to you and that's right. it period and that's you need, it you need clarity for yourself <laughs> that's right. what the simple part comes it's back clear. to that's where yeah. the simple part comes back to you know what I mean because ultimately like once you understand it for yourself and this is why I'm getting up and doing it every day right in the rain in the cold right. in the sweat I ain't got no money all this other stuff going on that's all I need to understand like that's it. Like it's not about oh well, I can't even understand. Well, how are you gonna? It doesn't matter. Bob, right. okay. Look, I'm up this morning, and we're going to work, and we're getting the job done. So I love what you just shared. That's what question, question. How does the um, common man and common woman find their why? Spend time with yourself. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things. Or you can ask people, what do they think you're good at? Like people that are close to you. There you go. Like you know, naturally. You're like, yeah. What's like something? You know, I remember I was trying to figure out like, what do I want to do? Um, I remember Ariel was like, well, you're good at you know doing this or you're good at doing that and it's like people that you know that are close with you are like what can you see me doing and like obviously it has to be like your support system people that you trust but it's like or um rena always talks about the thing that causes you the mania the thing that is like what are you like 
up late at night about mm. what are you you just can't stop researching you can't stop looking at you can't stop doing these things like what is that 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 keeps you up at night and puts you to sleep and like you're just you don't you feel like you're floating when you're doing it so like i used to think because i don't i don't really know why but i was having a difficult time when i first started to teach it was it was really hard for me like it was just really hard and i i remember thinking telling myself like maybe i'm not supposed to teach and I started, I mean, I was just looking for regular jobs and like, I could not find one. I was like, I was like, I got to the point where like, I was going to be a hostess. Like I was, I didn't care. I just could, didn't want to go back to teaching. And I remember it was all about the environment. Like I just wasn't at the school for me. I just wasn't where I was, but that crappy job taught me how to deal with people. Right. It taught me how to deal when I didn't want to do something. It taught me how to push through, but I needed that experience because without that I wouldn't do well at the job that I that the job that I finally feel like I'm myself. So like when I am up there teaching, I do feel like I'm floating. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work. Right. It literally feels like I'm floating. And the thing that bothers you, right? Like I I was at church one day and, and my pastor was like, you know, the thing my young adult pastor was like, you know, the thing that you're meant to do is most likely the thing that, that bothers the mess out of you. Um yeah, so my young adult pastor, minister, he was basically saying that, you know, sometimes the thing that you should be doing is the thing that bothers you the most, mm -hmm. right? Um, he said he was sitting in on a, another sermon for somebody else, and they were supposed to be teaching the word, and it just wasn't, it wasn't flushed out. It wasn't um, coming across properly, and it, it was kind of misinterpreted. It was misappropriated. Like, they were, he was taking snips and parts, but not keeping it in the context of what it of the, what that parable was, right. which means that you're changing the definition of what it's what it's supposed to be saying, right. um, which can be dangerous when you're talking about biblical word. Like, right, you right. got to stay in the context. Like, you see this one sentence, you quoting Jesus, but you're not saying what was around that quote, right? right? So and he was like, it was bothering him so much, and he didn't say anything. He just sat through it. And later... Somebody came to him. He was like, "Yeah, we we actually really need you teaching here because we're struggling," <laughs> and that was the very thing that was bothering him. Like it legit bothers me when I see somebody doing some ridiculous stuff, like people out of line with they with their businesses and not living their best life and, and helping people out bothers me. So that's my mission, right? When you see people and they're not fit or not, they're saying they want to be fit, but they're not following they're, through. They're on the machines. Right? Are they doing stuff that's not... <laughs> you can't see them, but crazy, he's acting a fool. Crazy, wow. <laughs> but they're doing stuff that's not contributing to their end goal, right? You're bothered no by it, and you're like... I'm upset. Hold on now. This don't make any sense. Please stop. So sometimes, if you don't know where to start, think about what bothers you. And if you're good, you probably are good at that thing because you're able to realize it's off kilter. Right, right. <laughs> and start there. Yeah, you, and that's the thing. I feel like we just millennials. We don't we don't do much. You want to find your why? You're gonna have to spend time with yourself. Man. Really spend time with yourself, and not mm -hmm. just like oh, I sat here for thirty seconds, or you know what I mean. Really go and ask yourself some real questions. Simple process. Ask yourself why. What is it, whatever it is that you're saying that you're going after, ask yourself why seven times. Drill down seven times. Ask yourself why. Oh, you want to start a business? Why? And drill down seven times, and then you will get to a real answer. Because the first couple of answers they normally say are what your mind is. It's what sounds good, and you know what you've rehearsed to tell the people. Because you know they'll they'll receive that without giving you much blowback. But when you start getting to the six and seven time is when you start really coming to 
what's on your heart, mm -hmm. not what you're thinking about, what you really feel. Like, you know, and so you got to spend that time to really notice those things. Ask yourself why multiple times. Ask the people that are close to you that are spending time, what is it that you do? At, start paying attention to why people come to you. Like, I was talking to my friend Dayron the other day about, uh, about like, just, just I feel like my friend Dayron is really great in asking questions and just, and creating a, a, a comfortable atmosphere for people to just come and share. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they just share them. And it's like, that's something that you need to pay attention to and be like, well, this must be something I'm good. Marcus has always told me, when you talk, people listen. Like, you know, he told me this. I knew this because I do know, like, whether, like, you know, everybody was like to say, well, you know, back in high school, I was this person. I don't really know if I necessarily was the cool kid in high school. But I do know in whatever circle I was, if I spoke up, people did listen. I used to pay attention to that. A lot of people, a lot of times, I was a lot of, I was heady, you know, talked like this when I was younger. So a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, here go Ariel preaching again. But there'll always be one that will come back to me later and be like, yo, what you said was really real, bro. That really touched me, man. I really been feeling like this. Man, I'm glad you said that, this, that, and the other. And that let me know even at a young age, like, you should be speaking. You should be speaking on some type of level. And it will be a disservice to you and to society if you don't. Because people really yeah. do listen. And so that's kind of how I started, like, taking a look at it and being like, yo, man. Because I used to say, like, man, these people that be talking, like, sometimes I, I got to admit, it seems cheesy. Who is this guy to just come over here and get on this platform and just start telling me what he thinks, like, people care, whatever <laughs> the case may be. But it's like, if people want you to speak and they're sitting there waiting for you to say something, they want some value from you or whatever the case may be, who am I to deny that? If I know I do have it, I do have something for them mm -hmm. that they could possibly benefit from. So you just need to take some time to really spend with yourself. And I know it's hard because it's a million things that you can be doing at every second of the day, but it'll be worth it in the long run. And I think you can't be afraid to try stuff. Right. Like That's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> like, try some stuff. And you're going to not be good at a bunch of stuff. <laughs> right. And, like, that's okay. I don't know what I Like, I mean, it's like, Think about dating. Like yeah. the first person you want to date with is not going to be the person you marry. Like right. might, right? But I mean, it probably won't be. <laughs> but the odds, the reality is, that. the reality is, if you don't go on that first date, then you're never going to date. Then you ain't going to get married. On your what first is it? Date. Wait, wait. <laughs> so like, okay, so I was, I went to lunch with my cousin, and she literally was like, "It's so funny to me how you know, especially women." They don't go out, but they want to get married. Come on, period. But it's like, please talk to me. It's like you want to find your wife, but you don't do anything in the crib. Like, no, what are they gonna do? Like, break Not down your door. The mailman's gonna like, be your husband. Hey, you the one. Right. Hey, you're gonna break in your house hey, to go on a date? Like, hey, I'm your wife. Like, yeah, like you gonna knock on the door? Like, you. it's me. It's me. Like. <laughs> It's not gonna work like that. Never. You gotta go try some stuff see, and be see. okay with like, I don't know, like, especially in our generation, it's like people wanna be perfect at everything. Yeah. They wanna be the best. They wanna be at everything, but it's like, that's not real. Not even just that. They will, <laughs> Even if they are in their why, they wanna be at the finish line mm. before oh. they start. Exactly. Yeah. Or at least see the finish line before exactly. they start. Right, exactly. Because they don't want to exercise faith. You know what I mean? It's like, it's think about, okay, yeah. all of us went to college. Think about mm. college. Like oh your gosh. freshman year, you're looking at yourself like, whoa. What is this? Wait a minute. Okay. On okay. all aspects okay. of like, this is way more freedom. Because I, I know for me, like, way more freedom than no, I've ever experienced. You're telling me I don't have to talk to nobody about anything. Exit. Right. I can walk out. I don't even have to show up. No. What? 
I can go to sleep whenever. Right. I can be in places I'm not supposed to be. Right. Whenever. And nobody's gonna say I can anything. eat whatever I want. Campus life. Like you live it <laughs> on campus. Right. Nobody's I do have a question. You just gotta go oh, sorry. So I on top of like we're talking about discovering your why and persistence. And right. I think naturally we would be doing a disservice to whoever decides to listen. Um if we don't ask, how do you know when you actually should stop? Right. Mm. Like sometimes you're not where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And you're you're actually going against the current. Yes. So how do you know when is the difference between giving up and assessing what's going on and being like, you know what, this is persistence in vain. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not actually in my in my and sometimes it's hard. Like there's some people who think they should be singers right now who cannot sing and are not gonna make it, but they're gonna drill home every day. Now Maybe they just need to live it. If that's their happiness, they can live in there. But how do you know when you, how do you find that line to be like, it's time to do something else? Well, you start, once again, looking and seeing what is, one, ask yourself, who are you becoming if I persist in this? Like, if I continue to go down this path, where is this path going to lead me to? Who have I become? Like, I think one thing is big in, like, entrepreneurship world, you know, a lot of times they're always like, you know, come on, let's be entrepreneurs. Let's go out and build and let's work and let's work. And, yeah, let's make a let's get this money for your family, for your family, for your family. But don't spend no time with your family. Ooh. Like, you know, what I mean, people will tell you, like, let's go out and work every moment of the day. But then for our family, but then your family never gets to see you. And then in a sense, you start end up sacrificing your family in the name of your family. So you once, so and I'm using that as an example is just that you have to <laughs> ask yourself what are what do you value? And is that is what you're persisting in, is that pushing you towards that? You know what I mean? It's like you've been working all these hours or whatever the case may be, and I'm the and I'm just this is obviously not I'm not gonna say obvious. This is easier said than done. Right. When you're actually going through this, it's gonna be a lot of gray. And you're going to be probably just not knowing because there's going to be a part where it is faith and that you're just like, I don't know where this might lead. You know what I mean? But I'm walking on faith. But I would just say that if you find yourself losing all the things that really are important to you, if you're losing great relationships, like real relationships that you know for sure were real relationships. Mm -hmm. If you're sacrificing and putting those on the line for the sake of this thing that you're just like, well, I just got to do this. Like, you know what I mean? And if that just keeps on happening and it just keeps getting worse and worse over time, then I would say that's probably a sign that maybe you should stop. Yeah. (laughs) Just to piggyback on that even further, I'm I'm a firm believer that if it's for you, you're going to have some success in it. Like, there's going to be pain. Like, let's be real. Like, you know, you're going to have, like, pain. But you're going to have some wins. Like, let's not. Like, yeah, if, if it's, it's, a, if it's all the struggle, like, <laughs> right, right. sun up to sundown, like, it ain't no little glimpse of it. Like, it's like, bro, hold on. Like, I can't get an inch of no wind, and it's been months and months and weeks and weeks, and then right. it might not be for you. Yeah. Like, and I'm saying that from a specific viewpoint of I've tried things and there has I know I could do it. I know I got the skill and talent. And there's like zero 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 zero. I'm like, oh oh this is not making sense. Right? Because you're trying to bark up the wrong tree. So I think the first thing is to realize, okay, and to me it just goes back to that something simple thing because I believe that God has given us something simple to do that is for us specifically mm-hmm. and it comes to us naturally there's trials and tribulations in it. But we'll know it's for us because we'll have some glimpse. Like, even if it's like, okay, for example, like a prime example, like 
<clears throat> one of my days of running track and field, like there's a meet where I'm like, I'm exhausted. I don't think I'm going to run very well. And I don't do very well. But the next week I have a, a very successful season. Or I'm injured for one season, but then I'm training in that rehabs and I get stronger and do something else. So for me, I knew track was for me, even when I was like getting kicked out of college and all kind of other things, because that was the only thing that kept me progressing. Like I could look at every other area of my life and I'm like, yeah, but every time I just stay focused on track, I'm able to still get other things positively rolling in my life because right. this was the only thing that kept me pushing through all the trials and tribulations of losing a car, not having a not having a scholarship or whatever the case may be with all that. So I'm very clear on that. Like I think the only way you could stay persistent on something is when you're able to look and be like, okay, I have had some wins here. Like now there's been some tribulations along the way. Let me look to see if it was certain moves I made or certain right. relationships I started to Focus on things that t took me off my focus, but right. if I've been winning here, it's it's proven that I can win. We should be careful with winning too, and defining what winning is. Right? <laughs> winning right, does not mean that you're at the finish line. Yeah. Right. Winning can also mean like a small victory. Exactly. Right? Right, yeah. It could be something tiny, like you got your first client, exactly. or you know, exactly. you got somebody put you on Man, that right. you would have never expected that Man. connect to come from to keep you going on this pathway. It does not mean you're going to go from today you starting this thing in tomorrow you're a millionaire or right. you're the most right. known or you got the big. most looked at videos <laughs> we was broke yesterday we got a bill now right <laughs> like i learned that pastor look bro <laughs> the last season was broke. Right. The next, the next season, season is built. built. <laughs> right. It's not. It's not gonna be wealth in abundance. <laughs> but I think another, then once you got a foundation, then we can root up. You to like kind of shift the change of the conversation. Like I like to think of this. Also, I think a lot of people do think about this in terms of relationships. Like being in a relationship. I think some, especially in our generation, like being married. I think people look at being married as the finish line. Right. And like, oh, this is the goal. And that's different than most people's timeline in, in you know, at 26, 27 years old. And I would say being married is the start of another right. race. Like, but I think a lot of people look, especially, you know, I've had friendships that ended or it was, it didn't help the friendship of right. me being married right. because it always came down to, well, you're married, so you don't have the, you don't have problems. Like my, all my, I think as women, I don't know, Brina, you might be able to speak to this, but a lot of women, from what I've experienced, it's almost like your problems disappear because you have a man and you're married. It's either you, that or it's the fear, complete fear of marriage because you understand exactly what it is. And you're like, mm, it's no. like one of the two. So it's like literally like I could have no real problems because I was married. Oh, girl, you married. Like, like my problems weren't real. Yeah. Like yeah. I had nothing to complain about. And so I think that like, and I've even had it to where like, and I know that Ariel had like the freedom of not having to check in the freedom of not just looking at other people of like oh dang like i could never do that mm -hmm. or like mm, like you know we have two kids yeah. so it's like the freedom of like looking at you know y'all can literally sleep like <laughs> just sleep like basic human necessity you can literally eat and not have two other people literally looking at you like <laughs> where's mine now? where's mine or you can sleep absolutely anytime that you decide to go take a nap Nobody's right. gonna bother you. Right. I don't have that luxury. Right. So like looking at the right. and the different, but I had to get come to this place of like, this is my call. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was called to be a mom, mm -hmm. and I answered the call. Whether I mean, and that was me. I could have chose to ignore the call, right. but I accepted that call, and I have to accept that all that comes with it, both 
good, bad, in between, I like it today, like it tomorrow, but the persistence of like being married, because I used to think that, oh my God, like once I'm married, like it's just, it's just like, you know, it's just, right. oh, we're just never going to fight. We're just like, ne- we're going to quote scripture right. and like, we're Nightly. never going to go to bed angry. We're going to like hold hands, face each other heart to heart. And we're going to pray every single night. Like we did in marriage counseling, like, you know, the little boot camp before we're going to call on those people, our support system where we're not seeing eye to eye. We're going to have these round table discussions and it's going to be, you know, God has brought us together. Yeah. We are one now. Yeah. And it's like, yes. But no, like we're real two real people who are growing together. Mm-hmm. And like I think that marriage is so I think that especially black marriage is beautiful. Black love, beautiful, but like we're still people. Exactly. We're twenty-six years old. We've been together since we were sixteen and seventeen years old. Like mm-hmm. and all the life events that have happened in between of that mm-hmm. of real life of not liking a job or not getting into a, a school or going to grad school or pregnancy like just life that keeps happening and then you see other people's highlight reels constantly and the difficulty in that of like oh this person is doing x y and z and they get to go to cabo or they get to do this like i can't do any of that but realizing like there's women who would kill to have somebody they could call like i have friends who they work just incessantly like from 7 a.m to 10 o'clock at night like i mean but you know to what but her love life she wants the steady relationship and like i would give it all up if i could just have this steady relationship like i want to be a mom i want to have this stuff and here i am like dude i, I want a bins like mm, like you right. <laughs> like i want i want the bins right but realize that the bins <laughs> comes story, with, right, but the bins comes with <laughs> right. waking up at five o'clock in the morning to be at work at oh, seven God. to not get off until ten o'clock at night. Right. Yeah, when I would never do that. Right. I have two kids. Like I would. Right. 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 <laughs> I don't care. Hundred sixty. Never. Right. I don't care. That's not my peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. But like her timeline is different from mine. So I, I, I guess maybe one day I might get the bins. But I have two kids that are going through private school. It's that coming. I, on, that, but that's how. But that's where I stay, put. Stay, and the stay, reality stay. is, they probably will get the bins yeah, before you get the yeah, bins. The way life really goes, like, yeah, my kids will probably get the right. bins before right. I do because we're putting them through private school, right? And like, because that's important to us. Where I see other people, you know, I make decent money in teaching. Where I see other people, and it's like their priorities are different from mine. But that doesn't mean that my grass is not green, you know. Like I'm putting my kids through. We pay pretty penny to put them through school to places where we trust that they're learning but it's like that's not a priority for other people and so i have to be okay with that of like their orchard when i'm like i can have you know some grass you know (laughs) what is a drought drought ready drought ready what is it like you know i don't need to have grass out there but my kids are you know great and like that's where my that's where my money is going or like tithing that's where my money is going And so I can have drought resistant, you know, front lawn. Damn. I so, might not have the orchard. So you know? man, just because of persistent, you gotta know your why, man. And if you say, Well, how do I know my why? If you wanna in order to find something, you gotta seek it. Mm-hmm. So if you need to find your why, you need to seek that by means of asking questions, spending time with yourself, spending time with people who know you and asking them questions, you know, um, things like that. And quit knocking if you're knocking on the door. And you're not opening, 
it's probably just a sign that it's not the right door for you. Don't yeah. knock it down. Exactly. No. <laughs> Please don't. And that's why topic I wanted to get back on because I did have something to say to that. As far as your passions and your why, I think a, a way of actualizing it and seeing if it that makes sense and that's it is doesn't match up with your end goals. Like, doesn't match up with, like, mm-hmm. I, I know it's a long process, but does it match up to where you see yourself? Because... Mm-hmm. Personally, everybody did a personal story, so this would be my personal story for the subject. Like three years ago, I got offered to be a manager at Forever 21 um, for the visual team, for the visual team. And that's a big thing. You know, I was doing boxing, and I knew I was going to come back to L.A. this year, just like fall of 2016, and be a professional boxer. And it was a big decision for me because I, I really, I was flattered by the opportunity because the retail world is something I got in when I was going to school, trying to pay for school and doing boxing. So I needed to support myself. It was something that I found. Didn't know I was going to be doing uh, selling clothes, you know, putting clothes on mannequins. A lot of people don't even know I did that for like four <laughs> years. A lot of people. So I had to really analyze, like you said, you guys said, it took me like a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I had people around me like, um, my friend Damo, I had guys like Marcus, I seen them finish, you know, school or transition and they were in the fitness world, you know, and I was seeing the gratitude that they were given, getting from it. And then I thought about me and the retail world. And even though when I, I was doing it, you know, I would enjoy it. I like, you know, coming in to work at four in the morning, leaving when the um, store opened, the mall opens at like 9.50, you know, it fit with my schedule. But I had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of times where I was not happy working at the mall. And that was, that feeling through all the years stood stronger than any opportunity or positivity that I got from working retail. Hmm. So that ultimately, that, the, the 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 times of where I was not happy, I was upset with myself, I was frustrated. I would like literally sometimes even walk out, just like walk out, like I'm not doing this today. And I was blessed to have, you know, opportunities where I wasn't fired and things for that. So that, and then the fact that that was not where my life plan was going. It's like, you're gonna be a professional athlete. Why two years from your goal will you accept a full-time job as a manager at a store? It, did, it didn't make sense. Ultimately, and that was the ultimate decision. It does not match up. It doesn't match up with me going back to L.A. and being a professional boxer. As far as the hours I have to put in and be an athlete to get to that point where I am now. So ultimately, I had to make the decision, and I decided to get into training being a fitness trainer because that makes sense as an athlete that will allow myself to be around athletics all the time and crazy how the man upstairs works some people say the universe or the energy but i say god you know that's just my preference uh i think within a month of getting my personal training certificate i found a boxing fitness job um and i did that the whole three years and it changed my life so much it has changed my life even now um people that i met there investors that i met met there are literally helping me right now in my professional career just because of that job 
and me deciding and realizing what God was, you know, directing me to. So that's why I definitely had to share on that subject for sure to make it make sense. If it doesn't make sense and it, it doesn't match up with your end goal, that's like, you know, that whole Libra scale type thing. It has to, it has to have some balance. It has to make sense. It can't be chaos, chaotic, and it has to match with the end goals. Like, I don't think, like you said, a guitarist, I don't think a guitarist would be like looking at basketball all day, you know, studying basketball, looking at YouTube, looking at highlights all the time. You know, it just wouldn't make sense. What is he studying for? Right. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. So that's it for the for today's episode. This is Rail. And Danny. And Arena. I'm Marcus. And the Ken folk, Martin. <laughs> and we this is us on, you know, persistence and looking at other people's timelines. Water your own grass. Pretty much. There it is. And stay tuned, guys. We have another uh, reunion coming up soon. There it is.